Welcome to Emerge City Now podcast. It's our mission at East City to see lives changed one person, one block, and one city at a time. We pray this podcast impacts your life so that you can emerge to who God has created you to be. Hey everybody, uh, welcome to Midweek. Once again, it's an it's an honor and a privilege to be with my family again, Emerge City. And like Pastor Joe said, what a time we had last week. And it's such an honor and a privilege to be back again. And every time I come before God's um, people, it's always an honor to serve. So listen, as Pastor Joe said, get your um, we are a learning ministry, the safe house, you too. Uh, Emerge City, come on, let's get our pads and our, note, our, our our pens and let's learn together. I'm a teacher. I'm a teacher. So um, I, I, I want you to really just feast on what the Lord is saying. The Lord gave me um, this word and I believe it's an, a word for right now where we are, Emerge City and the Safe House and everybody that's watching on Facebook Live, YouTube, um, and wherever we may be live right now. So let's get into the word. But before, I want to give honor to my brother, my friend, um, Prophet Davon Felton, to his entire ministry staff, um, Pastor Joe, to Brother Jamel, and to Prophet Dwayne, and to everyone that's a part of this great ministry, Emerge City. Um, let's get into the word of the Lord. Now, can, you, can you turn your Bibles to Genesis chapter 18? We're going to be starting from verse 9 through 14. Genesis chapter 18, verse 9 through 14 is the King James Version. Um, I want you to open up your ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to us. And um, I'm excited um, about this time and I'm excited about this word. And whenever you bring, whenever you, the Lord allows you to bring forth the word, he always ministers to you first. And so like prophet, I'm prophet, but Pastor Joe said, yeah, Prophet Joe said, Pastor Joe said, um, share this. You never know who might need this. Somebody might be in the hospital, might be might in a low depressed state, but share this, share this. I believe that this is gonna bless somebody, all right? So Genesis chapter 18, verse nine through 14. And um, this is a word that for those who have been believing God for something and you've been trusting God for a long, long time and it seems like nothing is going right. It seems like um, what God promised you is, is going the other way. Like it's like it's getting worse before it gets better. The Lord wants to encourage you with this word, all right? So I'm turning your Bible to Genesis chapter 18, verse nine through 14. And the word of the Lord says, and they said unto him, where is Sarah thy wife? And he said, behold, in the tent, verse 10, and he said, I will certainly return unto thee according to thy time of life. And lo, said thou, uh, Sarah, thy wife shall have a son. And Sarah heard it in the tent door, which was behind him. Verse 11. Now Abraham and Sarah were old and well stricken in age. And it ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of woman. Verse 12. Therefore, Sarah laughed within herself, saying, after I am waxed old, shall I have pleasure, my Lord being old also? Verse 13, and the Lord said unto Abraham, wherefore did Sarah laugh, saying, shall I of surety bear a child which, which I am old? Is there anything too hard for the Lord? I want you to remember that tonight. The Lord is asking um, Sarah a question. The Lord is asking you a question tonight. Is there anything too hard for the Lord? At that time appointed, I will return unto thee according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. I want to go back to verse, the top of verse 14. 
that question that the Lord asked Sarah and said, and, and said unto her, is there anything too hard for the Lord? At the appointed time, at the appointed time, I will return, mean come back unto thee according to the time of life and Sarah shall have a son. I want you to turn to your neighbor. You can't touch your neighbor right now. You can't hug them right now. But um, whoever you might be, whoever might be in your home right now, in your living room, in your bedroom, in your den, in your basement, you might be driving, drive safely. But I want you to say these words. And this is my topic for tonight. The pressure and the process of waiting. Come on, put that in the comments tonight. The pressure and the process of waiting. The pressure and the process of waiting. So I'm a teacher, so I like to start off my introduction with some questions. I want you to start thinking. I want you to get your mind thinking, all right? So have you ever had to wait on God for something? Are you waiting for, for, for God? Are you waiting on God right now for something, for him to come through for you? Do you ever feel like God has forgotten about you or has he abandoned you? If your answer is yes to any of these questions, then today this word is for you. Waiting on God can test a Christian's faith and stretch you to the limits. Patience is a major factor in the process of waiting on God. Sometimes God's timing doesn't match ours. Yes, Lord. When God's promise, our answer, or whatever it is we're waiting on takes longer than we expected, it's easy to grow weary and lose heart. Hear, hear the Lord today. When we can get tempted to doubt or give up or stop what we're doing, God has told or what God has told us to do in the meantime. However, if we give up, we can lose the very thing that God is trying to do through us to bless us with. So in life, we know in life, we all we have to, in everything that we do, we have to wait. It requires waiting, right? We wait for the train, for those who take the train. We're waiting for marriage, for those that desire to be married. You're waiting for God to bring you your spouse. You're waiting for retirement. For those that are at that age where you're getting close to retirement, you cannot wait to retire, right? And so when we're driving our cars, at some point, you have to stop and go to the gas station and wait for gas. When you're cooking your food, you have to wait for the food to be cooked in the oven. At the red light, right? Everybody has to stop when you're driving. You have to stop at the red light and wait for the light to turn green. Now we are in this pandemic and now it requires social distancing requires us now to wait in line at the malls, at the supermarkets, at the pharmacies. Now we have outdoor restaurants, which requires us to wait. We now, when we have to, now our doctor's office are, are open, but now it requires us to wait outside or wait in our cars for the doctors to call, call us in. Things are different now. And so now all of these things in which the list goes on and on requires us to wait and wait and wait. And even though now we have express lines, express lines for pharmacies where you can now put your order in, put your photos in, put your pharmacy, your medication in. Um, now you can actually do Uber Eats and all these DoorDash and it requires a quick work. At the same time, it still requires you to wait. A lot of times we don't like the feeling of waiting because of the unknown. 
We know that it's coming, but we don't know the exact time of arrival. Wow, I say that again. We know that it's coming, but we don't know the exact time of, of arrival. Waiting requires patience. We don't like that. Waiting requires patience. If God was to tell us everything and give us everything at the drop of the dime, then we wouldn't know anything about faith in God. Hebrews 11 and 1 says, faith is the substance, we know the scripture, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Remember, faith is not a feeling, it's a belief system in God that he's able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all we can ask or think. That means above what I can even imagine, above my natural comprehension. That means that what God is getting ready to do in your life, while you're waiting, he's having you in a, a place of, of, of a process of waiting and he's getting you ready. So a lot of times things may not come the way that you think it should come. But guess what? I want to encourage you on tonight that it's coming. All right. So here go our introduction. According to our text today, both Abraham and Sarah, God, um, Abraham and Sarah, God told Abraham that they was going to, he was going to bless them and bless him and Sarah with a son. But even though God told them about their promise, they hit a wall in their life. Have you ever been in a place in God where God told you that he was going to do it, but through your process and through your journey, you hit a wall where it seems like you're going through the opposite of what God told you? Have you ever been through a test? Have you ever been through a, a trial in your life where you're like, God, wait a minute. What I'm going through does not look like what you promised me. As a matter of fact, it looks like I'm going through a detour. Sometimes God, sometimes God has to take you through a detour. For I know the plans I have for you. In another translation, it says, I know what I'm doing. So sometimes even you don't know, even though God takes you through a detour, trust the plan of God that he knows the way that you take. And when you have been tried, tried in Job 23 and 10, Take to put that in your notes in Job 23. When I've been tried, I'm coming out as pure gold. And so sometimes God will never tell you the detour. He will never tell you, okay, 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 um, Merck City. I'm getting ready to take you left. Okay, safe house. I'm getting ready to take you right. Okay, um, um, man of God, woman of God. I'm getting ready to take you down this road. And so sometimes we get afraid because we can't see with our natural eyes what God is doing. But in this hour and season of our lives, we have to understand that we have to shift into the realm of the spirit to know that nothing does not pass the death of God. He knows everything about you. He knows the level that you're on. And sometimes God has to build a level of confidence in him that no matter what comes, no matter what goes, I feel God, that he knows what he's doing. So therefore, we have to trust him and know that our full dependency is in God, that no matter what comes, no matter what goes, God I know you got me. Come on, put that in the comments. God, I know you got me. I know you got everything under the under control. And yes, God, I'm fearful. Sometimes I'm scared. I don't know what you're doing. And one thing I've learned in my walk with God, and even as I prepare, I have walked in this level of pastoring, is that I trust God when I can't trace him. And while you're waiting, you have to learn to have the fundamentals. I teach this at the safe house, and I'm going to teach this with all of you on Facebook Live. And sometimes we know these things, but sometimes we get, um, uh, sometimes it's good to be reminded. 
What are the fundamentals? What are the principles uh, of in the as, as, as we as believers? Uh, now, as you're waiting and as you are, are in your process of waiting, um, and this is not even in my notes, but this is something that I teach the church, the safe house, and everybody that I come in contact with. Uh, you must know your word. Uh, Find the scriptures that tells you about waiting on God. Huh? Feed your spirit with the word of God because uh, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard. Huh? And how will he lift up a standard? With his word. Huh? God responds to his word. Huh? The Bible also said, hide thy word in thy heart huh? that I might not sin against thee. There will come a time, y'all, huh? that you may not have the word in your hand, huh? but you got the very word in your heart. Number two, have a prayer life. Have the word prayer life in your pray, pray, pray. Build your worship with the word of God so that when life and challenges come, you're not shaken by the storms of life. When hell and high water comes up against you, you got the real prayer wheel turning. I grew up with a lot of prayer, mothers and Zions. I grew up with a lot of men of God that taught me how to pray. And they said, start to, I remember when I was eight, nine, 10, 11 years old, and they would tell me, there's going to come a time in your life where I would not be here. And I might even go home to be with the Lord. But one thing I'm going to teach you is how to fight. And I'm telling you, when you at your wisdom, in. These principles are so necessary because especially where we are now and some of you are waiting on God. You might be waiting like Sarah and Abraham for a baby. You might be waiting also for something from God that he promised you and you've been waiting for 10 years, 15 years, 30 years and it seems like it's not going to happen. The Spirit of the Lord sent a prophet on this, on this Facebook live to tell you, oh don't give up. Don't give in because it's getting ready to happen. And if you give up now, you're going to miss your moment. And we don't have time now to come all the way here now and give up. Hey, my Savior. And I don't know about you, but I'm not going to give up. I'm too close to my destiny. I'm too close now. And that's the devil's job to distract you. And that's the seducing spirit. We talked about that on Sunday. The spirit of distraction is the seducing spirit that tries to knock you off course. And that's what the enemy wants. He wants to get you to a place where you are distracted from receiving your promise. Oh, my Savior. But how many times, how many times have we laughed at something that God dropped in our spirit or showed you in a dream or a vision and we brushed it off because it's too big and we think in the human eye it could never happen. Huh? I meant to say this on Sunday, but I speak prophetically and I know what's on my life. Huh? As I walk in the prophetic and the apostolic anointing on my life, huh? I came just to charge you in the Holy Ghost huh? and tell you to pick up your journal again. Huh? Pick up that vision again. Huh? Pick it up again. Huh? And the Lord says to write. Huh? The Bible says write the vision. Habakkuk 2 and 1. Huh? 2 and 2. Write the vision. Huh? 
Make it plain. Make it plain so that they who are connected to you, paraphrasing, those who are called to you, those who are assigned to your voice, those who are assigned to your vision can run with this. But sometimes God got to put you in a place. He got to incubate you, put you in a, in a, in a bubble and put you in a waiting process. And we talked about this almost on Sunday, that some of us don't like to wait. We don't like to wait. We don't like to be bent. We don't like to be processed. We want to jump to the pulpit. We want to jump and put a microphone in our hand. But this is the hour and the season where the Lord is saying, I'm putting you in a process. I'm putting you through a process because I want to make sure that you don't drop your assignment. I want to make sure that you are serious about this because no, he's not calling those who are perfect, but he is calling those who are well equipped. And sometimes God puts you in a process to equip you, to give you the tools that you need to be able to have the grace to carry the weight, to carry the weight and to listen here. I came to let you know that your vision is big, but because it's big, does not mean for you to doubt God. And because you're looking in your natural eyes, you're like, nah, it can't happen. There's something, oh, let me transmit, be transparent. If we're going to move, there's some times where the Lord the Lord showed me things. And there's things I have before the Lord. And I'm like, God is too big. There's no way in the world that you can put this in my hand to do. And the Lord said, I gave it to you. And I gave it to you. And it's for Emerge City. And every pastor and apostolic gift and prophetic gift on who's watching. There's some things that God has called you to do. And I came to charge you in the realm of the spirit. I came to tell you put. I came to tell you, yes, you're waiting right now. Oh, go through your waiting process. Go through, uh, go through, it may hurt right now, it may not feel good right now, but as you are in this process of waiting, the Lord is maturing you, he's preparing you, all right, so here we go, all right, Exodus chapter 14, 15 through 16, and the Lord said unto Moses, wherefore criest thou unto me? Speak unto the children of Israel that they may move forward. Remember last week on Sunday, the Lord prophesied to Emerge City that He has given you everything to move forward. And I just want to say that again in the realm of the Spirit and put it out there. Put it out there. Move forward. Move forward. Move forward. God told, God told Moses, listen. Take these people out of Egypt. They didn't know how they were going to cross over. Oh, they didn't know how they were going to cross over. And God, we might talk about that detour. God, why we got to go this way? Huh? God took them the long way. Because huh? uh, God, I believe they were in a waiting, a place of waiting. Huh? They were in a place of waiting. Huh? And while they were murmuring and complaining, huh? God was detouring them. Huh? Sometimes, yes, Lord, I hear you. Sometimes God will have you in a waiting place. Sometimes God will have you in a place or to detour you because he's saving your life. 
I came to speak prophetically. Stop murmuring and complaining like the Israel. Israel, huh? they were murmuring and complaining because God detoured them, huh? Because what what was supposed to take a short amount of time took forty days, uh, uh, forty years, forty years, uh, and so now we complain and we murmur. Why God are you detouring me? Because sometimes uh, the Lord will detour you to save your life. Have you ever been in a waiting place? Huh? And then when you came out of waiting and He thrust you forward, uh, and God said, "Oh, uh, yes, you see." I had you in a waiting place because I saved your life. Sometimes God will put you in a waiting pattern. He will put you in a place of waiting. He will isolate you because he's saving your life. He's hiding you. So in Nerd City and every gift on this Zoom, on this live, or Zoom, or YouTube, wherever this is going, wherever this is live right now, Sometimes God will hide you for a certain season. And then when you're ready, he thrusts you forward. But what I feel and sense in the spirit is that now some of you are getting ready to be, to be thrust. Yeah, some of you are getting ready to be thrust now. You, you murmured, you complained, and some of you, you cried. But the Lord is saying, now I'm getting ready to thrust you forward. And some of you have been in a waiting place too long. Yeah. Some of you have been in a waiting place too long, so let's move. God said to Moses, why are you crying to me? Tell them to go forward. Come on, say, go forward, go forward, go forward, go forward. Stop your crying, lift up your rod, stretch out thy hand over the sea, and divide it. And the children of Israel shall go on dry, go on the dry ground through the midst of the sea. Sometimes we may not be able to see over the wall, but a wall is there for a purpose. Some of you might be going through or have a wall experience right now where it seems like you can't get over the wall. You're being blocked. You're being stuck. But sometimes a wall is there on purpose. Some say it's there to keep others out. But every wall must have a door or a gate, a gate, a, 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 a gate or of sorts. The door represents the promise and, it, and, and it's our faith, trusting and uh, trusting the timing of God that unlocks the door. Some walls are just a dividing line that help us to know that we have entered a new territory. Wow. The Lord is getting ready. Now, speak prophetically to you. The Lord, Emerge City, Oasis Church, listen, network, listen, and every ministry on here. The Lord is getting ready to have you walk through the door. You're getting ready. Yes, some of you have been in a waiting pattern. You have been waiting. You've been like Abraham and uh, Abraham and Sarah. You've been waiting and waiting. Just there's was waiting for a baby. Some of you might be waiting for a building. Some of you have been waiting for souls to come, help to come into your ministry. You're getting ready to walk through the door and you're about to touch new territory. I prophesy and I decree and declare because I know we've been having a rough year, but this is still the year of the open mouth. Come on, somebody. This is still the year of the open mouth to decree and declare. So I put this in the atmosphere that you are about to walk on new territory. You are about to walk through some doors and you're gonna understand now why you had to wait so long. Because this time you're gonna realize that it was worth the wait, all right? So some walls are just a dividing line that help us to know that we have entered a new territory as it as it is with the walls that have been placed there by our God. The children of Israel could not see across the wall that they faced. The challenge was monumental. They have never faced such a thing before. But when God said, go forward, 
He had already prepared the door. Come on, shout, go forward. Come on, go forward, go forward, go forward. Some remember this. Some murmured. They wanted to return around and go back to the door of deliverance they have just passed through. Now, at this time, two doors were open and they had to make a decision. Come on, say, make a decision. One door, the back door will be much easier. They could just slide out, slide through, I mean, go back into Egypt, go back into slavery. But then there was another door to move forward, which was meant to move across over the sea. And yes, some of you have been in a place of waiting, but now the Lord is going to allow you to cross over the sea to get to the other side. And I decree and declare it's time to get to the other side. All right. But let's talk about this pressure. Let's talk about this pressure. Not all pressure is bad. Let me help you. Not all pressure is bad. Pressure can shift you into a new season. And it can help you to realize the level of potential that you carry inside of you. Watch this. Let me say that again. Not all pressure is bad. Pressure can shift you into a new season and pressure can help you realize the level of potential that you carry inside of you. Have you ever been through a storm? Have the, have the Lord ever take you through a take, have taken you through a storm or a trial and it seems like you can't make it? It seems like you have no strength. And then when you come out on the other side, I'm sure when the Israelites came out on the other side, they were like, wow, I didn't realize that I had that much strength to endure. The same thing with you. Pressure, pressure will shift you into a season and pressure will help you realize what really, how much you can really handle. Pressure will show you the level of pain that you can handle. Pressure also can help you, can also, pressure also can be used as a distraction. Watch this, let me help you. Pressure can also be used as a distraction and cause you to respond from a, from an emotional and frustrated place. Pressure can be used to persuade you to put your hands in the, in the situation and help God as if God needs your help. Sometimes pressure will cause fear because you are, have so much pressure on your life and in your life, it can make you put your hand in something that God is saying, touch, take your hands off. How do I know? With Sarah, Sarah, they was all in age. Abraham and Sarah was old in age. And because it seemed like it was impossible, even though God told them that they were going to have a baby, have a son, she laughed. She laughed at God. And so literally, because of pressure, because of she was looking in the natural of her age, she was looking in the natural. She wasn't looking in the spirit. That God can do it. And God asked her, and he said, is there anything too hard for me? But Sarah was looking in the natural. She was looking at her earth and her age. Ain't, there's no way now. Come on, y'all. Let's come on, let's be real. There's no way in the world that I can possibly have a baby at this age. Listen, my eggs are done. They're spoiled. They're rotten. Abraham, everything is done. Capito, finished, ain't working. Listen, we might as well just, you know, sit here and chill and retire and just like live our lives because we're about to and die. All right. But then, no, a promise is still a promise. Come on, put that in the put, A promise is still a promise. I don't care how long it takes. I don't care how long it may seem. A promise is still a promise. And watch this. And this is what I want to get with y'all about pressure. 
the pressure of life, the pressure of waiting, the pressure of her age. She told, it said, she told Abraham, don't sleep with someone else. Sarah told Abraham, go lay with Hagar and have a baby with Hagar, which was a younger woman. So you know what? I'm old in age. She gave her man. Come on, y'all. Come on, ladies. You know there's no way in the world you're going to let your husband go sleep with another woman to go have a baby. Listen, he's going to be like, listen, if mine's not working, we ain't having none at all. If mine ain't right, listen, all right? But God was trying to show her, trust me. And that's why I want to just encourage to you, encourage all of you, trust God that you have to not see this in the natural. You got to see this in the spirit. So Sarah told Abraham to go lay down with Hagar and have a baby with Hagar, who was a younger woman. And that was, and that's how Ishmael came about and came to the scene. But guess what? That was not the promise. I want to decree and declare and tell y'all, take your hands off of what God has already promised you. Take your hands off. Stop putting your hands in it. Only thing you got to do is trust God. You got to trust God. Take your hands off. Because you put your hands on, it's going to mess up everything. If you might even delay, you might delay your promise. You're coming in between the work of what God is doing. And God is saying, son, I don't need your help. Daughter, I don't need your help. You're doing more harm than help. Let me be God. I got you. I got you. I got everything under control. Do you really trust me? Do you trust me? Hallelujah. Do you trust me with your whole heart, even in this pandemic? Do you trust me that I got your bill? Do you trust me that I got your children in school? Do you trust me that I know what I'm doing even this, with, with this pandemic and I got you in the palm of my hand and can't no man, no woman, no thing, nothing separate you and pluck you out of my hand. I got you. I got you. Just trust me that I know what I'm doing. And yes, I'm taking you through a detour. Yes, I'm taking you through this way. Yes, I'm taking you through that way. But still, will you trust me? Yes, I didn't tell you that you were, yes, Lord. Yes, I didn't tell you I was going to take you this way. Yes, I didn't tell you that I couldn't see I didn't tell you about the molestation. I didn't tell you about the rape. I didn't tell you that you would get that you would get uh, 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 laid up your job. I didn't tell you that you would lose your house. Because if I told you, you'll walk away from me. So some things I can't tell you. <laughs> some things I can't tell you, but you just got to trust me and wait. Just trust me. This is helping somebody today. I know what I'm talking about. There's some things that God had me go through. There's some things that I had to process. I had to go through. And I had to wait on God. Can you still trust God when life seems like you're being pulled from so many directions? Can you trust God when you and what you're looking in the natural is not what you're seeing in the spirit? And I break the spirit of distraction. Stay focused on what God says 
And God loves when you remind him of his word. God, you say, listen, I'm giving y'all a little, a little glimpse of what I do in my time of prayer. That when it seems like life is heavy, let me tell you, don't let these pastors tell you and these apostles tell you that life does not get easy and everything is peaches and cream. There's times uh, where I'm like, God, I don't know what you're doing, uh, but there's times I get in my time of prayer and I say, God, you promised never to leave me. God, you are my safety. You are, I dwell, I stay under your shadow of the Almighty. I stay in that secret place. You promise never to leave me. I will lift up my eyes unto the hills. I need you to help me. Help me to stay focused. I press towards the mark, and I came as a prophet of God to help you to push, to help you not to become distracted, but to keep your prayer life, keep your, your, your word. Keep a praise on your lips. Keep a song on your heart. Have a level of response, accountability. Have somebody in your circle that when life gets to you and when sometimes waiting is kind of like challenging, have that circle, have that little group of people that can help you where you can pick up the phone and say, listen, listen, I need, I need you to pray for me. I need you to, I need to vent. I need you to pray. I need you to go into travail because I'm having a moment. Have those people that you can pick up the phone. And that wasn't even in my word. Don't allow the pressure of waiting allow you to have to wait even longer because of the lack of patience and discipline in God. I'm sure we can all identify to Sarah. She laughed when God did not. She managed to conceal her laughter, but that does not, that does not work with the Lord. Who knows the very thoughts and intentions of her heart? When the Lord said, why, Sarah, did you laugh? She denied and said, I didn't laugh. But the Lord knew differently and said, no, you did laugh. How many times have we laughed when God told us something and then we were like, no, God, I didn't laugh. Do you, don't you understand that you may not even go, ha, 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 verbally, but in your heart, you even know the intention of your out of your heart, out of the heart flows the issues of life. And sometimes God even knows your heart. So watch this. He said it was it was it wasn't a laughing matter to the Lord. It wasn't funny. The problem was that Sarah laughed laughter. Watch this, and I'm almost done. Sarah's laughter reflected her unbelief in the promise of God. Unbelief is a more serious sin than most of us realize. To doubt God's promise is to say God is a liar. It is to say that I know better than the eternal creator. It is to, de it is to demote God from his place of sovereignty and that in his sovereign power and to promote ourselves over him. God does not take kindly to unbelief. All of us have struggled at different levels with the problem of unbelief. Perhaps like Abraham and Sarah, you have prayed for something for years, for years, but God has not answered. Life is passing you by while you wait. You struggle with the, with, with doubt. As, 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 as you struggle with doubt, you often wonder where he, whether he's hearing you, hearing you, and hearing your prayers. You may have suffered from tragedy, such as a loss of a, of a close loved one, and you wonder where is God when, uh, when this, and where is God and why is this happening to me. Maybe it's a family problem that has dragged you on for years and years and years. You wonder, why doesn't God do something about this? Why doesn't he answer me? 
sometimes if you have struggled with doubt, when all we need was that small thing that can make it easy for God to just encourage us and uplift us. So the Lord said to Sarah, so the Lord would say to Sarah, speak to all who struggle with, and, and all of us who speak with, uh, speak with unbelief. Is there anything too hard for God? The Lord wants to access us this today. Is there anything too hard for God? How could anything be difficult for the Lord who spoke the universe into existence? If nothing is difficult for him, then how can I how can I persist in unbelief? These are questions I want y'all to listen to. I want you to answer in your mind. God goes, uh, God never makes a mistake. He's always on time. He makes us confront our doubt. This story of Abraham and Sarah waiting all these years for the promise, which was their son, teaches us the importance of waiting on God. When you hit a wall, look for a door. For those who are taking notes, write that down. When you hit a wall, look for a door. There will be many walls that will come. Those walls are distractions. The Lord is, he is tearing up this word distraction. We cannot be distracted, y'all. And as I close, there will be many walls that will come to distract you, to discourage you, to knock you off course and knock your focus off, to tell you it's not going to ever happen, to make you feel like your, your waiting is in vain. Sarah laughed because she thought it was impossible. The Lord wants me to tell you, laugh now, but you'll thank God later. Laugh now, but you will thank God later because delayed does not mean denied. And because I don't do it in the time frame, because God don't do it in the time frame that you think he should, does not mean that he's not going to do it. Why would God have you wait, people of God? Maybe you're not ready yet. Maybe God is processing you and building you up and preparing you for what's to come. Preparation, process equals your promise. Come on, take that, write that down on your piece of paper. Come on, come on, yeah. Preparation plus process equals your promise. Have you ever wondered that maybe God knows what's best for you? Maybe you, you waiting, by you waiting, God is maturing you and helping you grow even more. God will never give you anything prematurely. God will never give you anything prematurely. So even as I said on last Sunday, Emerge City, your leader might tell you to do something. He might take you through a spiritual boot camp. You might be in a process of waiting. Or you might be in a place where you've been waiting for so long. And now you have connected to Emerge City or whatever ministry you're part of. And now your leader is pushing you now into your promise. And sometimes because you've been waiting so long and you have outgrown that waiting process and now your leader is pushing you to that place, it makes you scared. Because now, wow, I'm finally walking in the will of God. I'm finally walking in what God really called me to do. God will never allow you to walk in anything prematurely. 
Timing is everything. What if, what if, what if I'm seeing if you really would trust me, even with what you see in the natural, Sarah's old looks as if God said, says absolutely the opposite. And what you see is impossible. There's a scripture I often quote. There's a scripture I often quote. When things don't go my way, when life seems a little challenging, Psalms 18 and 30, I live by this scripture. When I'm waiting on God for something, the way of the Lord is perfect. The word of the Lord is tried. He is my buckler to those that trust him. When I'm waiting on something and I get a little discouraged, I'm waiting on God for something right now. God is blowing my mind right now because of what I've been waiting for for years is literally manifesting before my eyes. And when things seem like it was getting a little rocky, this is for somebody today. I want you to remember Psalms 18 and 30. The way of the Lord is perfect. The word of the Lord is tried. He is a buckler to those that trust in him. So write these down and I'm done. Don't give up. That's one. Galatians 6 and 9. Jeremiah 31 and 25, NIV, Isaiah 40, 29 through 31. Number two, endure. Number three, waiting on God requires patience. So you have, don't give up, endure. Waiting on God requires patience. That's James 5, 7 through 11. The next one, sometimes waiting on God requires some work. Faith without work is dead. As you, is, as you are waiting and you're in your waiting process, and when that pressure is, God is molding you, bending you. Sometimes he wants you to prepare work. Sometimes waiting on God requires work. And last but not least, sometimes waiting on God requires you to rest. Sometimes God would tell you, right, Prophet Felton, to rest. Waiting on God requires you to rest. Because sometimes when you are moving and you're going and you're going and you're going, you can't accurately hear God. So sometimes God would tell you to rest. Be still. Hallelujah. So that I can replenish you, give you instructions while you wait. And this last one. The Lord will fight for you and he shall hold your peace and remain at rest. Exodus 14 and 14. Is it, is it possible to rest? Because God promised it. Hebrews 4, 1 through 11. So I just came on here tonight just to encourage you. And even though you there, there's, there's pressure and there's a process to waiting, God is going to see you through. He's not a man that he shall lie. But every word that he's spoken over your life, I don't care if the word was in 1994. If it's a baby, if it's a job, if it's a vision, if it's a ministry, I just want to encourage you today. It's going to happen. 
For those that are coming on, you can watch the replay. But we came from Genesis chapter 18, verse 9 through 14. And the topic tonight was the pressure and the process of waiting. Don't allow pressure to allow you to jump ahead of what God is doing. But go through your process. Listen, Prophet Felton didn't ask me to do this. I want you to sow. Sow into the ground tonight. Listen, you may be in a waiting pattern right now. You might be in a, a bubble. You might just be in your process of waiting and you believe in God for something. It's none of my business what it is. You and God knows. That journal that you've been writing and writing and writing and writing and all of the things that God has showed you is in that journal. I want you to sell. You can look on the on the on the right there on the screen. You can you can sew into dollar sign emerge city give. Or you can go on www.emergecity.org slash give. Those are two ways you can give. Please give. Sew and sew tonight. Sew, sew, sew. So I don't care five dollars, ten dollars, sew, twenty dollars. Come on, sew, 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 sew. I don't connect myself to not any ministry that doesn't that, that does not teach the word of God. Oh, that's not good ground. This is good ground. They're doing great things for the kingdom. This is my family. And I'm excited about what God is doing. I thank you so much, Prophet Felton, for this opportunity. I love you. I love you. And I pray that y'all, you all was blessed. And remember the pressure and the process of waiting. So God bless you. Enjoy the rest of your week. Have a good night. Thank you for listening to the Emerge City Now podcast. If you were blessed by this message today and would like to partner with us by way of giving, you can go to our website at www.emergecity.org and click the Give tab and sow your seed today. We thank you for listening to Emerge City Now. Subscribe and share this message with someone as we take Christ into culture.